0: Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. So before we kick off today, I just wanted to mention that I have put together a focused mastermind to bring together folks that are brand new in an executive role. Perhaps you were job searching through all of this COVID chaos and you've just landed back in a job, but now as the kids are headed back to school and everybody's going to be learning remotely and working remotely, trying to figure out how you're really going to stand out in your new role, build rapport with your teams, and just get off to a good start, how that's all going to work with the kids. So if you are interested in learning more about this focus group that I'm putting together, Feel free to send me an email at, kelly at kellyfeatheringham.com, or you can look for me on both Facebook and LinkedIn at Kelly Featheringham. Send me a message, and I'm happy to send you all of the information about that. All right, so our topic today, we'll jump right in, is going to be delegation. So I observed something this weekend that made me think of this topic, and it's funny because different things in life make you think of different, different things that we experience and, and how they kind of create parallels in different behaviors and experiences. We were spending some time this weekend with my niece and nephew, and, and two or three times Someone asked my niece to do something, and she immediately turned around and either tasked her brother or her cousin to go and do that task. And the first time, I, I you know, I, I just chuckled. And then the second time, I was thinking about it. And the third time she did it, I was thinking, you know, when I was a kid, I can remember as the oldest doing that to my younger sister, and even my sister doing it to our youngest brother. And it's interesting how, as children, we are excellent delegators. Now, I don't know if this is born more out of the lack of interest in doing whatever it is that we're being asked to do, or if it's just on some level that we recognize that that task is something that I don't need to be doing right now. I could get somebody else to do it for me. I could be making better use of my time by not doing that activity and giving it to somebody else to do it. Now, I'm not saying that we should run around shirking all of our tasks that we don't like to do. That's certainly not what this is about. And I, being honest, I think as a child, sometimes there were chores and things that I didn't want to do and I passed them off to to my siblings because I was the oldest and thought that that was my job to delegate. But as I got older, I was thinking back and thinking about this scenario, about how difficult it is, even for me at times, To delegate some of the things that I have to do. And I was trying to think about what mindsets and what experience and circumstances change as we grow older that make us more reluctant or more picky about how often and how much we delegate different tasks. One of the most valuable tools we have as leaders is that we have staff, we have employees, we have people to support us, to help us. And in turn, we should be helping build them up and support them and and help them become better employees at the same time. And one of the ways that we do that is definitely through delegation. Now, again, I kind of keep harping on this just a little bit because I'm not suggesting that we should be dumping the things we don't like to do, or the things we don't find fun on other people. But there are so many positive things for your employees and your staff to gain from you delegating. For one, it builds responsibility. Right? It gives them an opportunity to take responsibility for different things, grow in their role, grow in their responsibility. It builds buy-in and commitment because they're invested now. They have a piece of the project. They have a piece of the pie. They're responsible for something, and they want to do it well, at least in theory. It instills value and pride in their work because they do want to do it well. They want to impress you. They want to impress others. They want to impress themselves. They want to stretch and grow. So it's important to make sure that we're giving them these opportunities so that they can stretch and grow and develop more and more responsibility. On our side, as the delegators, it's very helpful to us because we can prioritize our time. We can focus on the things that only we can do, whereas the other things that perhaps we like to do are easy to do or we're just used to doing, Those are good things for other folks to learn on. Kind of like we come up learning on different things, you master them, and then you move that along. Now, I understand sometimes it's really challenging to pass these things off. As a continually recovering perfectionist, I have a hard time delegating a lot of things because I know how I like them done, I know how I want them, and it sometimes feels like it's going to be three times the work me to either teach someone else to do it, let them run with it, and then drive me crazy because it's not how I wanted it and I'll have to fix it again, or just find a way to be okay with other people's styles or how they're going to do things. But this is a growing opportunity for us as well as them. It's a growing opportunity for us to see that there are more than one ways to do things. And... While it might not be perfect, it might not be exactly how we would do it, perhaps you might find something that helps you out in the future because it was done in a way that you wouldn't have thought. Perhaps they find a more efficient way to do something, or a more effective way to do it, or maybe they're just way better at whatever it is you've tasked them to do, and you've been thinking that you do it awesome, and then you get it back and you think, oh, wow, they are so much better at this. I'll give you an example. I love spreadsheets and I think that I'm pretty good at spreadsheets. I spend a lot of time in Excel. I like building out my formulas and I carrying things from one sheet to the next. They're very complicated. However, I have worked with some people who are amazing at spreadsheets. Way, way, way more sophisticated in how they build out their spreadsheets than I ever could be. And over the years, I've worked with some folks that taught me things that I didn't even know to ask or I didn't even know that a spreadsheet could do until I delegated and they came back and they just looked at me like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you do it this way? It makes so much more sense. I would have never even known that. I would have continued to do it the old way because I knew that my spreadsheets work and they worked well and they looked nice and they were color coded. And in my mind, they looked great, but now they're even better. So sometimes we don't even know what we don't know and by delegating and giving other people the opportunity to rise to the challenge and teach us something and teach themselves something, it's a win-win all around. Another thing that it offers you is the opportunity for informal mentoring. Think about if you've got junior staff or new employees and you delegate things to them You're able to step in and provide them some guidance and mentorship and help them grow in their role. Perhaps they haven't worked on some kind of a program before or some kind of an activity. You're able to really shape the type of work that they're going to go forward and do in the future of their career. And not only is this rewarding from the standpoint of being able to help someone grow, but you're also able to, and here's where the perfectionist mentality steps in, you're also able to kind of affect some kind of change to make sure that they're learning how to do things the right way because you are guiding them and you are mentoring them. Now, of course, that supposes that you know the right way to do it, which, of course, we all think we know how to do. One thing I think is crucial before we start delegating, and this kind of goes with the whole shirking mentality, I think that it's important that for many of the things that we would delegate, We do them first we fully understand the ins and outs of them we learn it ourselves we do it for a while ourselves we get okay with it if it's something that you're never going to be good at fine but at least you understand how to do it so then when you're delegating it to somebody and you're teaching them how to do it or you're overseeing their work in doing this you know the right and wrong way to do it you can do just that and step in and mentor and guide them if they need help plus if it ever comes up that they say, well, you always give me the junk work that you don't want to do, you can say, you know what? You're right. You're doing the junk work now, but I did the junk work. I did my time. I did the junk work. I got good at it or I got efficient, proficient at it, whatever it is. And now it's your turn to learn and we'll bring more people on below you. And then you can pass it along too. It's kind of like a rite of passage. I mean, think about it like when you have kids at home. You teach them how to do little things and when they're little you make their bed then you teach them to make their bed then who knows then they'll have a younger sibling and they'll, they'll make their sibling make their beds. I bring up the kid reference because I think in a lot of ways we're all like that. I can think of a lot of examples when I was working with other folks and particularly when you bring in maybe college interns or New junior staff, they come in and they are, they're very creative in how they can look for ways to do something, get good at it, and then pass it along. And that kind of was where this all stemmed from, is at some point, I think as we get older, we stop looking for ways to do that. We just take it upon ourselves to do so many things. And we have so much to do in any given day when it comes to our work. Trying to find ways to be more efficient and effective in how we manage our workload by including those around us that can benefit from it is really key to being an effective leader. It's very key to building high-performing teams. Recognizing the strengths and weaknesses and areas for growth in our team Each individual player and what they bring to the table, recognizing who needs a little bit of work in in what area, and then delegating different things to different people that make the most sense to bring them all together to be a well-working machine, is really an art form as a leader. There are some leaders that I worked with that were just so good at this and very intuitive. They knew it. They paid very close attention to what was going on, and it just really created a synergy that is hard to replicate. And then there's other leaders that just pass off the stuff that they don't like to do, keep the stuff that they like to be doing, and there's not so much synergy there. There's not that much growth. The morale is not good. There are some real challenges with that kind of a situation and it doesn't mean that you know they get to that point where they're they're a boss at this point and they have that right they can delegate and pass off whatever it is they feel is appropriate but being mindful about the work that we keep for ourselves and the work that we pass along to others can really help to make you all stand out in a good way there was a post I saw on LinkedIn last week, about recognizing that making those around you look good makes you look good. And it's so true. And oftentimes I find that particularly, I I wanna say new in leadership, but it's, it's prevalent throughout the seniority chain. It really is because I've seen it all across the board. But I think that often people get nervous that if somebody else looks good that that's going to make them somehow look less than and it's really not true if you are building somebody up making them look good you both look good you both share in that positive light because you've helped them you've either trained them or groomed them or mentored them coached them led them, whatever it is, you have helped them in their career, offered them responsibility, offered them the opportunity to shine, and therefore you both shine. It doesn't mean that just because they're doing well, it looks like you are not doing well. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to that if you aren't doing what you should be doing and they're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? So, obviously, there are exceptions. But in general, if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're growing your team, you're growing your staff, you're teaching them and you're mentoring them, you all look good as a team and as individuals. So there's lots of different areas where we can use delegation and we can use it from the beginning of our career to the end of the career. We talked about it with even at home. Right now we've got a lot of folks that are going to be working from home, helping their kids learn from home, balancing multiple people in a household. Everybody's doing a lot of different things during the day trying to get their their priorities covered. Think about different ways that you can apply delegation to creating a strategy that will work for you. Is there a way that you can divide up everybody's responsibilities in whatever makes sense so that everything is getting done in an efficient way and everybody is taken care of instead of trying to take all of it on ourselves. Obviously, there are situations where most of it has to fall to us, but think of little things that you can take off your plate and share with others by offering them some responsibility and the opportunity to feel pride and value in what it is that they're doing, even if it's just small tasks taking them off your your plate all right i hope you are staying healthy staying safe getting ready for the autumn as we are here as i mentioned if you or someone you know would be interested in joining the mastermind for balancing being new in their role and working with their kids from home for school this fall shoot me a note and i'd love to hear from you anyway have a great day all So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, There's only one you.